Strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Rage. Presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown! Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Right on the price. Right on the corner of the Santan 202 Freeway in Val Vista. SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast. The Red Sea is rising up. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. I'm ready. I'm 100% ready. I'm telling you I'm ready. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury. Oh, there you go, Red Sea. That's your cue. No false starts tonight. Come on, we got to come off the ball. Remember, the Big Red Rage presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. We are Thursday night football, 52 weeks a year. Are we not, Ron Wolfley? Yes, we are, Paulie. <laughs> and just for good measure, we busted out the football weather tonight. Wolf, you still got enough Buffalo DNA in you to hang here tonight. You good? You good? You need Paul, your yeah, own heat or anything? You all right over there? fact, that was going to show up in a just a T-shirt, Paul, for the most part. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Wolf, you're no longer sideline strong like us sideline <laughs> yeah. reporters, okay? You're up in the climate control booth, all right? Look, it's our season finale here at Trophy and Chandler on Queen Creek between Price and Dobson. So we got in with a heavy hitter, do we not? It's a heavy hitter, no doubt about it. Breakout heavy hitter. Wolf, are you aware that this team had gone 34 years between 100-yard receiving games by tight ends until this season. Yes, Paulie. I was actually there, as a matter of fact. <laughs> that is right. Thank you. That's right. He was your former teammate, Rob, Rob Awalt. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, uh, the guy who's our guest tonight uh, then decided to do it twice in just over a month. Everyone say hello to Trey All McBride. Right. How about that? All right. All right, Trey. Are you feeling as good as your season has looked? How are we doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm very, everything's good, man. It's been, uh, it's been awesome. It's been so much fun, but everything's good. I'm so excited for this weekend. So excited for one more opportunity. I think we got a, you know, we've, we've, we've grown a lot. We've done a lot of good things, and I'm excited to, to finish off the year on a, on a good note. Yeah, you know, and not only that, finishing off the year on a good note, but you're coming off a game once again where this team played very, very well yeah. when it mattered the most. That really means something, doesn't it, Trey? Yeah, no doubt. That was uh, that was one of our best games offensively. It just felt like we had full control of the game. We we could kind of do whatever we wanted. It was a it was a lot of fun. Um, it was just fun to be a part of. You know, James ran the heck out of the ball. We we were able to just kind of do whatever we wanted, and uh, that's when football gets fun. So let's see here. Second half, 29 points. You had touchdowns in all four possessions. You had 19 first downs. Man, yeah. what clicked in the second half? You know, I think we, we were doing a lot of good things in the first half. It's just we, we didn't score the touchdowns. We had the field goal off the bat. We had it got in the red zone. Uh, you know, we threw the pick six. Um, I think we take that out of it. I think we're right in that game. That's a 10-point swing there at least. Um, then that second half, we kind of got touchdowns instead of field goals. We, you know, we didn't 
turned the ball over and everything was great. The second half, everything was moving, everything was grooving, and, and we were scoring touchdowns. It was fun. You know, there's a lot of people out there just think Trey is some pretty boy for the most <laughs> part, right? Uh, Paul, he's no, he's no pretty boy. You know what he is? He's a... He's a full-on dog, <laughs> as a matter of fact. I don't know if you notice this, right at the point of attack, throughout the whole game, but in particular, I would yeah. say in that second half, yeah. Trey McBride was killing people out on the field. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, Polly. Well, Wolf, I couldn't help but notice the last two months, every time you see Trey, you scream at him to be a dual <laughs> tight end. <laughs> so is this where you step in and try and take credit for cause and effect? Or what oh, are you no. Doing? Oh, no, there's no way in the world. But, Trey, this is something you have talked about. Yeah. And it's something you are taking seriously. All we need to do is look at the tape to see that. Yeah, you know, I, I, that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a complete tight end, a guy who can, uh, you know, run and block, can catch the ball, things like that. And, and coaches have really challenged me to, to be a, you know, complete guy, a guy who can help in that run game. And, and this last game, everything was clicking for me. I had a really good game, was uh, was able to move guys, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So coaches love that too. This is one of the coolest things right <laughs> here. Uh, Basinonians, as I like to say, go ahead, Red Sea, go ahead and look at it. Take a look at the tape and go back and watch it because you'll see not only him as a move blocker right as a move tight end but also of course right at the point of attack yeah. and that is something that you're going to continue to develop with your game and it is the best trend i think of this season in terms of the arizona cardinals in this offense and what is happening so wolf are you going to get into like the y and the h and the yes. f are you going to get into all that <laughs> yes. a little bit later you're going to scheme it up no for doubt about you need it. a white grease board up yeah. here yeah no yeah, doubt so it, okay all right <laughs> Here's, we'll get into all that a little bit later. I want to get back to this game in particular. Yeah. What was the mindset in Philadelphia when you know your head coach yeah. was the former defensive coordinator? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. There's just a little bit uh, – There's just a, you're playing for a little bit more. There's just a little bit more out there. You know, J.G. all week was, uh, was real timid, and you could just tell he kind of had a little extra umph to him, you know. So just going out there playing in Philadelphia, we know the fans were hostile. We knew what we were getting ourselves into, and just to – go out there and play the way we did to go win that game was uh was an awesome awesome feeling that's one of the best things about it right there it's not just the fact that you guys won the game it's also how you won the game yeah at this point of the season right now and i've been on a lot of teams that were five and eleven four and twelve unfortunately i have throughout my career i know what it's like inside that locker room and yet at the same time there's light at the end of the tunnel, literally, because yeah. you know the season's coming to a close. No matter how bad the season has been, the most impressive thing about Philadelphia to me was how you guys played in that second half in particular, to come out being down significantly yeah. and coming out in that second and half. What, what was said at halftime? Was there anything said I think it was halftime? just kind of, uh, you know, JG kind of was like, let's go, guys. Like, this is what we need. This is, uh, this is what we came for. This is, you know, things like that. And, then, you know, I think as an offense, we just kind of clicked. You know, like I said, we had a couple – we had that turnover. We, we had the field goal. In the second half, everything was just, was just flowing. Everything was working for us. And, uh, you know, Drew called a great game, and, and everything was awesome. So. so when you were down 15 points, right? Yeah going in nobody was yelling nobody was nobody was in somebody's face nobody was doing that at halftime because i've seen yeah. a lot of that too yeah no when doubt. you're four and eleven yeah no doubt it wasn't like that at all you know i think everyone was real calm composed and things like that you know we knew we were we were right there in that game we, we take that pick six out of it we're right there in that game we knew we were getting the ball out of half so there was just a lot of good things coming our way 
Uh, we scored that touchdown right at a half. I think we went for a two-point conversion, got that as well. So, you know, everything was just going for us. Uh, tried the onside kick, didn't work for us. But then in the long run, it ended up working out. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, that's what John again has said after the game. That was by design. You want to get the, <laughs> you want to get the ball back into yep. Kyler's hands. It's 31-28. He takes the offense down the field, seven plays, 70 yards. We know how it all ended, but it was that final fateful drive that Jonathan Gannon talked about after the game. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. And here's JG. We talked about going into the game. We wanted to make sure that one had the ball at the end. After the two minute there, I mean, the look in his eyes, it was, I said, I got on the headset. I said, guys, we're winning the game. Like, he's going to make plays and he's going to score a touchdown. That's what he did. He was lights out. All right, so what did you see in Kyler's eyes in that huddle? Yeah, you know, going into that last drive, we knew we needed a touchdown and uh, just the fire in, in his eyes, everything, you know, we knew we were winning that game. Uh, the offense was moving the ball the whole second half. I knew we weren't going to go away from what we were doing. James was running the ball well. I think Dorch broke a tackle, you know, had an explosive play on that. Everything was just coming together. We played a really good game, and then, you know, we finished with the ball in our hand. We had the opportunity to go score a touchdown and, and give them the ball back with less, of, less than a minute. Uh, it, was, it was well executed. You know, speaking of that right there, a huddle, as Paulie would say right now, do you like actually being in the huddle? Do you like that? Because I know coming up in, you know, Colorado State and yeah. everything else that a lot of times you're up-tempo and let's go, get on the ball, get on the ball. Do you actually like and enjoy huddling? Yeah, I think there's pros and cons to both. Uh, I, I really like how we're doing it right now. Kyler has a lot of control in that huddle. He tells you exactly what he wants. You know, sometimes before the play, he'll read it himself, and then he'll tell, you know, the receiver whatever he wants exactly on that play. So he'll really scheme it up as in that huddle as well. So uh, it's a, I think it's very beneficial. You know, we get things going. Uh, he tells us what he wants from us, and then we go out there and, and, and compete. One of the reasons why I used to love to huddle, too, is because you could look at your teammate yeah. in the eye no, in the huddle. No look doubt. him dead in the eye. There was a lot of accountability that was going on in there. And not only that, you can share information, can't you, Troy? Yeah. Like, hey, guys, remember the last time we were third and seven in the red zone down right. here? Remember what they did last time? I love the fact yeah. that you can do that. I think it's one of the, the, the lost pluses, if you will, of huddling. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, there's a ton of communication, especially the O-line. You know, there's so much movement, so many different guys. Uh, you're in there uh, just talking and, and talking with all those guys and trying to figure out what's going but on. But you got to do both, no right? Doubt. You have to be capable yeah. of doing both. you got to do it all, man. No doubt. Yes. And with Kyler, we go up-tempo and do all kinds of stuff with him, too. So we're all over the place. And look, I didn't see James Conner in the huddle. But on the sideline, dude is stalking the sideline. <laughs> he's mean mugging. I mean, he's just, I mean, guys are feeding off him. And here's what James Conner had to say after the game. Just all the season eyes the Cardinals set on offense. Total team effort. You know, the receivers and tight ends, they were blocking down field well, but also making plays, you know, to keep the chains moving. And then our offensive line showed up all day. Um, you know, they're, they were setting the tone throughout the week of practice, and it carried over today. And so, uh, you know, you can't go for a yard without them. 449 total yards, season I, 32 first downs, season I, 221 yards rushing on 40 carries. That's five and a half yards a carry. And James Conner had 128, a touchdown. He had a touchdown catch as well. How about that one-handed touchdown catch? Yeah. As a guy who catches balls for a living, what do you think of James Conner in his hands? Yeah, no, he's uh, he's remarkable. He's a guy that, that – you just you never know when he's going to break a tackle. You 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 got to block for him as long as you can because he's one of those guys who will break three, four, five tackles. He catches the ball. He you never know when the play's over with him. So I love playing with James. He's such a such a good guy to be around, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Not only that too, he's one of these guys where if you watch him play, if you just watch him play from the snap to the whistle, he busts it. Yeah. He gives you what he's got. No if you doubt. just watch him. 
That challenges everybody else on the sideline, even in the huddle when you're out on the field, but also on the sideline. Watch him play. Buda Baker is yeah. like that, isn't he? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, those guys are just electric. You you need any uh, kind of juice or energy, you just watch those guys play, and they'll give it right to you. They're, uh, they're a lot of fun. All right, 35-31, Cardinals get the win in Philadelphia, and you can join the Arizona Cardinals season ticket priority list. 2024 opponents include the Bears, the Chargers, the Patriots, the Jets, the Lions, the Commanders, and, of course, the NFC West. For more info, go to azcardinals.com slash priority list. That's azcardinals.com slash priority list. We're going to get into Trey's breakout season. I see our, our Jim Omohundro on the uh, sheet put big play Trey, not using my nickname, Trey McPlay. We'll get into that next. It's the Big Red Rage, all presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert here live at Trophy in Chandler. Trey McBride has been one of the best receiving tight ends in football. Trey McBride, gross, strong grasshopper. Near side, it is underthrown. Oh, but it's caught at the 10-yard line by McBride. First Cardinal tight end in 34 years with a 100-yard receiving game. Oh, my goodness, Trey McBride. Have a day, baby. McBride fighting for the first down at the two. He's still pushing the pile, and he pushes it into the end zone. For the touchdown, <laughs> Trey McBride, all muscles. Fires left in the end zone. It is caught by McBride, and it's a touchdown. Big time play by Trey McBride. Caught inside the five yard line by McBride for a first down. Want to talk about a vertical game? And Trey McBride went up and grabbed that ball. That was an elite catch. That was spectacular. What a beautiful grab by McBride. Nice catch by Trey McBride. McBride with that catch sets the Cardinals single season record for most receptions by a tight end. His second NFL season has been phenomenal and it continues. Keetrell Clark was here, he'd say, facts. That's what he'd say there. Passion Wobble montage. Trey McBride is breakout season 2023, and it continues. One game to go, and we've got him here on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, live from Trophy in Chandler. So, Ron Wolfley, are you aware that our guest tonight, since Kyler made his debut week 10, he leads all NFL tight ends in receiving first downs. He's second among all NFL tight ends in catches, period, and third in receiving yards. And he'll block at the point of attack, Paul. <laughs> is, is Wolf, like, a, is he the assistant tight end yeah, coach? That's what I'm starting to wonder. He might be the, the, the run-blocking coordinator. <laughs> that's right, the run-blocking coordinator. No, we all know. I mean, okay. I've talked to Trey about this. We all know this guy is incredibly gifted and you're incredibly talented, yet at the same time, he's got the ability. He's got the ability to be one of the best true tight ends in the National Football League. And, Paulie, when you're talking about guys like that, you're talking about George Kittle, guys like George Kittle. Trey McBride it has the ability, has the talent to be George Kittle, in my opinion, to be like him. So well, that's the reason why I continue <laughs> to encourage him. And, look, I know I've thrown out some names and stats here, but you got to check this out. You know the only – NFL tight ends this season with more than one 100-yard receiving game. There's three other ones. George Kittle. There you go. Travis Kelsey. There you go. David Njoku. They're all pro bowlers. Wow. <laughs> so I guess the question becomes, Trey, all right? And you know, look, this is, this is a trust tree zone over here, okay? 
Michael Jordan once said upon a time, like, the ceiling is the roof or the roof is the ceiling. I still don't know what that means. But what is your upside, do you think? Uh, you know, I don't, th I don't know. I think the sky's the limit, uh, really. I, I feel like I can, uh, you know, do everything that I've been doing is just kind of a, a glimpse of what I can do. You know, i am uh, been a lot of fun. I just, you know, hopefully I continue to grow, continue to keep doing what I'm doing, but it's been a blast. I think the, the sky's the limit, really. See, this is the reason why it's so important to me, guys, because the Arizona Cardinals' base personnel group is 11 personnel in rundown situation. First and 10, second and 1 to 6, 11 personnel. One back, one tight end, three wide receivers. If you can tell me we got Trey, we can line him up as our stud tight end. Line him up and either run the ball or throw the ball out of that because 47% of the time out of 11 personnel in rundown, we run the ball. 53% we throw the ball. Figure it out. It's almost a 50-50 proposition. If you've got one guy who can be that true stud tight end, it's a huge advantage for any team yeah. in today's day and age to be able to go three wide receivers and still be capable of running the ball. Is that not right, Trey? Yeah, no, absolutely. You're, you're, you're exactly right. Exactly And right. it's one of the things that makes this offense so potent going forward, if you ask me, especially when you got Kyler playing the way that he is. Not me. It's okay to disagree with Ron Wolfley on this show. See, not me. You got a guy who's going to get like 100 catches and 1,000 yards receiving. No, I'm flexing him out. I'm getting him away from <laughs> the box. Not. I'm getting him downfield in space. That's okay. Separation. That's okay if we do that, Paulie. That's, that's great if we do that from time to time, of course, right? You don't want to just do one thing. In the National Football League, you want to be versatile. You want to be capable of doing it all. Okay, let's hear from your head coach. Here's Jonathan Gannon recently. Uh, I think it was yours truly, Paulie Pencilnack. I asked him about defenses, how they're accounting and adjusting for your production. Here's JG. People are aware of him. You got to devote assets to him, but it, without completely restructuring your defense, it's kind of hard. So, yeah, but you see people doing some different things to him, jamming him at the line of scrimmage, you know, then add into the rush or putting, you know, a safety on him instead of a linebacker. Middle field safety is a little more aware of him, you know, than, than some other things. So, yeah, people are aware of him. He's made a lot of plays for us. He's one of our, you know, premier players in the passing game. He's had a ton of production. How much more attention have you received in the latter part of the season than you did at the beginning? A lot. Yeah, it's been a lot different from when I was running routes week one to, to running routes now. Uh, it's a lot different. It's a lot more challenging, but it's, uh, it's a lot more fun as well. You know, it makes it a little difficult, makes it a little, you know, puzzle kind of to get open. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. You know what? It's so amazing. What is fun is to watch him after he catches the ball. <laughs> I, I try. I got to tell you right now, man, I had no idea. You were as good or going to be as good as you are in terms of run after the catch. What, what, why is that? You've talked yeah. a little bit about that in the past. Tell us again yeah. why that I is. I think that's just important. You know, my tight ends coach in college, he always uh, he made a huge emphasis that if we ever got tackled by one person, that, <laughs> that like, we were not getting the ball anymore. So, so I, I, it was just a huge thing. Don't ever let one guy tackle you. And uh, that's kind of been my motto ever since. You know, you've got to get two, three, four guys to, to try to bring you down. And, and usually uh, and usually that results in uh, yards after the catch. Are you screaming as you're running? Are you, <laughs> are you screaming yeah. as you're running? No, usually I, not much really goes through my head. I'm just trying to run from the guy so he doesn't, you know, take my head off usually. So I'm just trying to run away from the guy usually. So. 
Wolf thinks everybody plays ball the way he used to cover kickoffs. No. Yeah, yeah. Just screaming no. like a savage down the field. I never scream, Paul. But some guys do from time to time. They scream, and I don't understand how they could. Yeah. Okay, here's the play I like. Tight end screen. Boom. You just sort of flex out. They get you the ball. You get some pulling offensive linemen in front of you. Do you like that play? Yeah, I love that play. Yeah, that, I'm all for that. Yeah, all for that. You get some of the big guys in front of yeah, you. Yeah, let them block all the – and then I'll just kind of, you know, run in behind them and, and – and, Run for my life. By the way, in that montage, we heard the whole push touchdown. Was that against Atlanta, if memory serves? Uh, that was against Baltimore. Baltimore, okay. Take yeah. us through that because <laughs> at what point did you get stymied? And then and then what was that like? And were you just along for the ride at some yeah, point? Yeah, so Josh, Josh had told me before the play, he's like, Trey, I'm throwing you this ball. It's coming to you. Get open. Like So I was like, all right. So I, I run the route. He throws it exactly how he said. And once I caught the ball, I think it was like the four or five-yard line. I was fighting to get in there, fighting, and uh, I just – I wasn't getting in there. I knew, you know, I was coming up a little short. I'm like, they're going to blow it dead. They're going to blow it dead. They just never blew it dead. Then I felt another push, another – you know, then I'm, I'm going closer to the end zone. I feel another huge wave. I think it was Will, you know, Will. It was in. Will. Will came cro coming in, hit me, and then I felt that second surge, and uh, I got in there. I was shocked that they didn't they didn't uh, call it dead, but I was happy as heck that they, they gave me the touchdown. Trey, when, when we're talking about your breakout season right now, and it is obvious your talent and your skill, it, it's it's on display for all to see right now. But when we're talking about it, what does it mean to you to to realize that you can not only play in this league, you can dominate in this league? Yeah, I think it just kind of it's something that I've, I, I feel like I've, I felt like that for a while. You know, it's just kind of good to show people what I'm capable of doing to, to go out there, to have the opportunity to show everyone what I can do. Um, just to, to, to be able to do this has been so much fun. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm thankful the coaches gave me an opportunity and just kind of go out there to, to show everyone what I can do. Does the success that you're experiencing right now make you want to go even harder? <laughs> no, I mean, I definitely, it's definitely awesome, you know, the success and stuff. But at the same time, it's just uh, being consistent, showing the coaches that I can do what I It's what just they who want you me. are. Yeah, it's just kind of who I am there. Yeah, so I just kind of like doing that. the same things and uh, – you know, good things happen. So, Well, speaking of the coaches, it keeps coming back to the blocking. Here's Jonathan Gannon <laughs> on Trey McBride at the point of attack. He's a complete player. In his mind, he would tell you this, to take the next step of being a completely dominant player at that spot. I think he wants that to be a little more consistent, but he does an excellent job in there with that. Um, improves every week. Okay, it's at the same time, no joke. I mean, the Cardinals are the sixth-ranked rushing team in the NFL, yep. number two in yards per carry, number two in explosive runs. Think of how different that is than the DNA of this offense a year ago, Trey. Yeah, it's a lot different. You know, we're uh, we're running the heck out of the ball. Uh, Drew Drew loves running the football, and it, it really helps out with the run action and uh, the play action passes as well. So James has been great. James has been running the ball very well for us. So uh, it's been a huge strong suit in one of our uh, successes things. So uh, James has been awesome, and he's a huge part of why we're doing that. You know, hitting zoom out right here in this beautiful part of the program, um, do you have a favorite play from this year? Is there a play where you were like, that is love that right there. Is there. Do you have one play that you knew, oh, my goodness, I can do this, man. Yeah, I think uh, like I think it was that touchdown. You know, when uh, when when I knew the ball was coming to me, uh, Josh had told me that, that he was throwing me the ball, and then then the way that 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 play ended out was uh, was really. It was cool. that play. I think it was that one. You know, maybe the the corner that I caught it when when Kyler. Oh. I think it was his first game back. That one on the sideline. <laughs> yes. When I caught that one, I was like, 
Oh, yeah. Uh, was baby, sweet. Let's go. So, yeah, when Kyler came back, it was just uh, – You came back to yeah. the ball on that one, yeah, did that you was not? A, that was a, that yes, was a fun one. That so. was awesome. Yeah, there was a few of them that, that this, this year brings uh, – there's a lot of good, so – but when you guys are running the ball, it definitely opens up the passing lanes, yeah. does it not? Yeah, absolutely. With with James, the way he's running the ball, those linebackers have to respect him. They're coming down. The safeties are biting on his run action, and then that leaves it up for me to, to sneak in behind those guys and for Kyler to throw it deep. So, uh, yeah, James running the ball helps me out a ton. So, you know, I help him out. He helps me out. It all works out. He's had some huge fourth quarters running the ball. Yeah. True or false, you can wear down a defense. Yeah, true, absolutely. Yeah, you, over the course of a game, you're running the ball four or five yards of carry. You know, it's uh, it's hard to do that for a whole game. I tell you what, we get into it. It's a really good addition to Cardinals game plan. It's on tomorrow night, Friday, 6.30, 12 news. Jonathan Gannon, some great comments on this season. Takes us inside the win in Philadelphia. Big time. Wolf, some great comments. Your question about Kyler going forward. It's can't miss stuff. Cardinals game plan Friday, 6.30 on 12 News. Exclusive conversations with the head coach into the film room with Drew Petzing. That's some great stuff as well. As we continue, it is the Big Red Rage. Trey McBride, our guest, all presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. And we're coming at you live from Trophy and Chandler, located on Queen Creek Road between Price and Dobson. Big Red Rage back right after this. Can we have some Murray magic here? The Cardinals will need it. Snap to Murray. Short set. Looks left. Throws left. Carter caught it at the five. Turns left. Breaks a tackle into the end zone for the touchdown. Snap to Murray. Three-step drop. Looking. Steps up. Spins away from Sweat. Now backs up near his 20. Floats it left side into the end zone. One-handed catch for a touchdown by James Conner. What a grab by Conner. And what a throw by a back-pedaling Kyler Murray escaping pressure. Snap to Murray. Blitz coming. Murray backing up. Floats into the end zone. Middle of the end zone. Pulled in by Wilson for a touchdown. What a throw by Kyler Murray. Facing pressure. Murray has been brilliant here in the second half. His third touchdown pass. The Kyler Murray that we saw two years ago when the Cardinals started 7-0 and 10-2 has arrived today in Philadelphia. Third touchdown pass of the half. No joke. You go back to the first half, the first two-thirds of 2021, and Kyler Murray was a legit MVP candidate. And when he's been throwing a Trey McBride, it's been money. And Trey McBride is our guest tonight on the Big Red Rage. Presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We're live from Trophy and Chandler. So you tell us, just how has your relationship and the chemistry evolved yeah. with Kyler Murray? Yeah, it's definitely changed a lot in the, in the last year, you know. Uh, from, from last year getting drafted, you know, talking to him, you know, the little bit that I played little last year and then to have the, uh, the connection and stuff that we've had this year, it's grown a ton. He's awesome. We, uh, we joke around a ton. We have a lot of fun and uh, just kind of makes that relationship a lot better. You know, when he's throwing me the ball, I know exactly what he wants and he knows what I'm going to do. So it's been, uh, it's been a lot better. Trey, what did last year, not to go back, but what did last year teach you, if anything? Yeah, it's just uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of craziness. There was a lot of uh, you know things that happened, but it just kind of really taught me how to just kind of narrow in, have tunnel vision, and just kind of focus on uh, on growing. You know, to 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 be the best version of myself to help these guys in any way I can. And uh, I learned a lot last year, and this year has been a totally different experience. So mm. it's been good. We mentioned how since week ten, you lead all NFL tight ends in first down catches with <laughs> Kyler. Do you have to earn your quarterback's trust as a receiver? Yeah, absolutely. You know, to uh, to have that chemistry, to uh, 
for him to throw you the ball, it's, uh, you know, he has five, six guys that he can throw the ball to. So to have him throw me the ball to, uh, to convert on those first downs is, is huge. Yeah. And then that connection, you know, he's knowing where I'm going to be. I know where he's going to throw the ball and we just kind of, you know, grow from there. When you watch the tape of Kyler Murray playing, what did you think against the Eagles? I was like, this dude is, uh, he, he, he was good. He played really well. He, uh, made a ton of plays, you know, that, that, throw to James sticks out in me where he was about to get sacked. He, you know, backed out of it. Whirly bird. Yeah. I mean, just things like that. You watch him play. He's a, he's a remarkable athlete. He's a guy who, uh, he's awesome. So just playing with him, he's another guy. You never know when the play is going to be over. Cause he, he gets out of some crazy things. Hey, the touchdown pass to Michael Wilson to make it 28 all. Yeah. He's got Fletcher Cox hard he's charging yeah. as a free runner. And he's he just, just drifting off a little bit, throws it right in there to Mike. He's a zero. Yeah, he's he's a freak. They came after him on that yeah. play right yeah. there, and I love the fact that he recognized it, planted yeah. it, and then he threw that thing sidearm. Side yeah, he, which he, was, he does all you know, kinds of crazy okay, stuff. Yeah. A lot of the time, you, you know, you don't want to see that from a quarterback who's 5'10", throwing it sidearm. Yet that's exactly what he did, and it was right on the money. Yeah, I thought that was, that was my favorite throw from yeah. Kyler Murray yeah. against the Eagles. No doubt. So what, what's your old saying that uh, when the guys in the locker room start giving you a hard time, giving you the business, that's when you know like you're one of the guys? You're loved, totally, <laughs> when they start ripping yeah. you and shredding you, of course. Yeah. Uh, you leave guys alone, right? right? Yeah. You leave guys alone that you really just, for, for whatever yeah. reason, don't get along. Yeah. You just kind of leave them alone. Yeah. Guys you love, you just absolutely <laughs> tear them apart. So, so uh, Trey, you mentioned your evolving relationship with Kyler. You guys messing around, joking around. So yeah. here's Kyler with the media, and uh, I guess he's holding you accountable when it comes to your celebrations Kyler his celebrations are a little awkward it's just like it's like it's you know, I think you know his swag will get better as he's uh keeps having success but yeah no nah, you, you know tight ends you never know what you're getting with them so love it though love it want him to play with that edge want him to play with that chip a little bit of craziness gotta have it he's got a good mix of all of it What's he mean there? What, what's he talking about? Yeah, he, he, they gave me a little hard time on my celebrations. They said I have no swag. So then the last few weeks I've been – I just wasn't celebrating. Then I just – all my celebrations kind of – you know, but, no, he, he's funny, man. He gives me a hard time with that stuff all the time. He tells me I need to, you know, pick it up a little bit with my celebration swag. So I've, I've been working on it for him. Because I, I went I-team today, all right, Calvisi consulting the Pauly Pixian division. I went into the locker room, went over to the tight ends. I talked to Jeff Swaim. I talked to Elijah Higgins, Bernhard Sykovitz, and I said, you know, what do I need to know about Trey McBride? And they said, well – Give him a hard time about his first down celebrations that I guess, like Elijah said, his was really smooth, but yours, once again, was awkward or maybe a little too involved. I mean, yeah. I mean these guys, what's going on? I don't know. They said I get too animated sometimes, so I'm like <laughs> screaming, jumping, hollering, and then, you know, they just get up and they're so nonchalant. I'm all jacked up, hooping and hollering, and these guys, they, you know, they don't get it. So yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to show them, you know, but – but it's, uh, it's coming. It's coming. You know, it was interesting. When I scored my first touchdown, I scored four, Paul, by the way, if you were wondering right there. Four in my, in my, thank you, thank you, in my 10-year career. Yet at the same time, when I scored the first one, I, I always loved the way Walter Payton handed the ball to the official, acted like he had been there before, yeah, yeah. didn't show any emotion whatsoever. So that's what I was going to do. And then all of a sudden I realized, wait a minute, I might never score again. You know what I mean? And I started looking for the ball, but the officials had already taken it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of a rough situation right there, but uh, I awesome. had no swag either. Yeah. But trust me on that one. Yeah, well, you know, there's Walter Payton, there's Barry Sanders, Larry Fitzgerald. They know another touchdown's <laughs> yeah, coming, yeah. so they can hand up a wolf for you. You got to savor every one. That's right. <laughs> all right, so look, it's it's all part 
of a different culture with this team this yeah. year. And and Kyler was asked about that. Jonathan Gannon, Monty Osibor, new decision makers, obviously. And, and here's what Kyler had to say about the new culture. I think this is a big year as far as building culture, um, setting a standard with JG, Monty, and the draft class, you know, they've been, they've been great. You know, all the guys, you know, love football, ask questions, uh, extra work, whatever it is. You know, you can you can tell it's different, different vibes. So uh, I'm excited to, you know, move forward and, and, and continue to grow with these dudes. I know a lot of fans hear the word culture probably aren't exactly sure how to define it. I mean, not to get all philosophical here, but what does it mean to you and what does it mean to a football team? Yeah, it's, uh, it's everything. You know, uh, the way that you guys carry yourself, the way that, you know, the coaches hold you to a standard. It's everything. It's it's just the way of life, really. And, and when you spend so much time in that facility, if you're not doing things the right way, it can uh, deteriorate fast. So I think the the coaches have done a great job of, of laying the foundation, and the the players then have to build the foundation and, and build it the right way. So I think as a as a unit, as a team, we've done a great job of that. Monty and JG have, have you know gave us a standard, and now we just have to hold everyone to that standard. I remember I had some old coaches who they would say, "Who, what, how." Who, what, how? Who, what, how? That's what they, they would say. Who, what, how? And they'd say a lot of it in a southern draw as well, Paulie. So, you know, but who, what, how? What they meant is culture. Who, yeah. what, how? Who we are, what we do, and how we do it. Yeah. That's, that's what culture is, and it's everything. It applies to everything, right down to how you're going to meet, right? Who yeah. we are, what we do, and how we're going to do it. Yeah. Everything. Meeting room. On the field, yeah. practice, mentality. This is this is the type of player we're going to bring in here. This guy is how we want this guy to think. In other words, it's all of that, Paul. It's it's personnel, it's scheme, it's everything. Yep. How important that the head coach holds himself accountable? I mean, for both you guys, from your experiences, I mean, Trey, because you Huge. constantly hear Jonathan Gannon cite himself. Yeah. Does the locker room hear that? Yeah, absolutely. He he definitely makes it clear when, uh, you know, when he, if he makes a mistake or something, he'll let us know. Uh, but he's uh, he's great. He, he has that standard. He holds himself to that thing, and uh, he wants to, you know, build this thing the right way as well. So he's been awesome of, of, of delivering it. And, uh, you know, as a, as a unit, we've done a great job of, of building it. Was there anything he was yelling at you about, maybe in August and September, that, okay, now he's finally stopped yelling at you about? Was there anything he really wanted to see out of you early this season? No, I, nothing, uh, you know, for, for me is just he's always on me about blocking. He, uh, you know, we'll be in, uh, we'll be in uh, <laughs> you know, we'll be in uh, an individual and, and you know, he's, he's from across the field, and he's like, come on, Trey, I'll, you know, whatever it is. So he's screaming at me from across the field. He's awesome. He's been great. Um, it's just nice to have him out there and, and, and coaching us like he does. So, Trey, how have you grown as a leader? Have you grown as a leader? Do, I mean, do you kind of feel like that is who you are and what you need to do? Yeah, I feel like, you know, just leader. You know, leadership is a lot with respect. You know, that you play a lot, you get that respect from your teammates, and then you can kind of lead. You know, last year, if you're not playing a whole lot, it's hard to respect a guy that's right. not playing at all. So uh, now that I've got, you know, playing a lot, now that I've been uh, – you know, making plays for the guys. Now I have a say in what we're doing and, and can kind of, you know, bring guys along with me. So so trying to be a leader and, and bring the guys with me is something that I'm always striving to be as well. That is a huge responsibility, yeah. too. Yeah. Leadership. No doubt. On a football team. No I doubt. I don't care if you're talking high school, 
college, pro, whatever it may be, that is a huge responsibility. You've got to yeah. hold yourself accountable yeah. first. No doubt. Right? And, yeah, and you're held to a higher standard than, right. than most other guys. So it's a, it's a, uh, it's a huge thing, and, and we've got a lot of great guys, so hopefully I can be one too. I mean, you're only a year removed from your rookie season. What would you learn last year from a Zach Ertz or a Max Williams? What would you learn yeah. from those guys? Those guys have been great. They, uh, they taught me a ton. Those guys were uh, – were, were, Great vets. They uh, they taught me a lot, you know. And Jeff this year has been great. They uh, they taught me how to run routes, how to block, you know, what I'm seeing coverage wise, all kinds of things. So uh, they've been awesome. They've taught me so many things, and, and to to have the you know year or two I had with those guys were were remarkable. How is uh, Swain doing with his uh, learning of German, the German language from Bernhard Sykovitz? Is yeah. he getting any better? Because I think he was struggling earlier. Yeah, yeah we're all struggling. Psycho's always trying to teach us some German, <laughs> but uh, we're uh, we're all slow learners for sure. I just walk up to some guy and say, V Gates. <laughs> yeah, say, no, <I'll> just. <laughs> How do you say run game blocking coordinator in German? Yes, uh, that's Wolf. Um, actually, you know what, Wolf? We, bus- Wolfley. We, we busted you down. That's actually too lofty. It should be run game blocking quality control, I think is what Ron Wolfley should be. All right, hey, it's the Arizona Cardinals season ticket priority list today. 2024 opponents include the Bears, the Chargers, the Patriots, the Jets, the Lions, Commanders, of course, the NFC West. For all the info, go to azcardinals.com slash priority list. Again, join the Arizona Cardinals season ticket priority list at azcardinals.com slash priority list. All right, the stinking Seahawks. We talk Seattle next on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Tyler Murray has been magical in the second half, and the ball will be in his hands. This is what your franchise quarterback does. Deep drop for Murray. Sends a pass to the near sideline. Caught again. Dorch broke a tackle. 30, right side, 20. Cuts back to the left of the 10. Another broken tackle. And finally gobbled up at the 6, but it will be first and goal. Quick snap. handoff. Connor straight ahead. Geese to the goal line. And across for the go-ahead touchdown. James Connor punches it in, and the Cards take the lead. 34 to 31 with 32 seconds to go in the game. This will be the final play. Hertz takes a shot deep middle of the end zone and it is intercepted in the back of the end zone. And the Arizona Cardinals give Jonathan Gannon a signature victory in his first season with the Redbirds. G and JG standing for the Grinch who stole New Year's in Philly. How about that? I think I saw you after the game doing the whole fly, Cardinals fly. Did I not, Trey McBride? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, – the Philly fans didn't like that one at all, so that was uh, that was fun for me. It was. I mean, it was winning the game, and then they're sending the Eagles fans home yeah. and making them turn on their own team. No doubt. And no you guys doubt. knew that was going to happen. If you could take the lead and win the game, you knew those fans would turn, right? Well, after the first drive, they went – I think they went three and out, and they were booing off to the first drive. So I was like <laughs> – I was like, we're in for uh, – this is a tough place to play. There's no doubt about that. So, All right, so Trey McBride is our guest wrapping up this edition of the Big Red Rage, all presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert live at Trophy and Chandler. And, uh, Wolf, here's – Here's what you need to know. If the Cardinals can pick up where they left off in Philadelphia, get a win against Seattle, they win three out of their final five, and you guys finish two and two, or four and four, that is, four and four with Kyler Murray as your starting quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you tell us, is that the sort of confidence that can carry over into another season? Yeah, you know, Kyler came into a tough situation, you know, middle of the year, and and for him to – 
to rally and to bring us back to kind of where we are. It's been uh, it's been remarkable. He's a he's a tremendous player, a great leader, and a guy that that I'm I'm thankful that I get to you know play with him. So he's uh, he's been great, and I think we have a bright future with him at the at the helm. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I agree with everything that Trey just said right there. I'm very, very excited about this game. I, I think there's a lot of import here for the Arizona Cardinals. If they could find a way to go out there and beat this team, a team that's going to be a little bit desperate. Would you yeah. say that, Paulie? Well, right? if they lose, they're out. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And that's exactly... Yes, that's exactly the situation that I, I wanted to see for this game. What a great way when you've had a rough season, and the Arizona Cardinals have had a rough season, what a great way to be able to finish it than to knock Seattle out yeah. of the postseason. That would be a wonderful way to do that. And not only that, too, it's my expectation, Paul, the way this team is playing right now, in particular on the offensive end, and you know me, Paul, I never talk like this. But watching the Seattle Seahawks defense, they are struggling. And they are struggling to stop the run. Paul, in the last four games, on 138 carries, they have given up 715 yards. It's almost 180 yards per game rushing they have allowed. Wow. This, this, is, this is not the Seattle Seahawks from my dad's era. <laughs> All right? This is not. This right here is, this is a team that is struggling to stop the run. We can line up and pound the football and I think move the football against this front seven. That's my expectation, Paul. No you, doubt. Know, you know what's remarkable? When the Cardinals went there in week seven, at that point, Seattle's run defense was number one in yards per carry. And, and they've regressed almost every week since to the point now where they're 30th in run defense. Uh, last 11 games, they're giving up nearly 160 yards rushing per game. So, yeah, I mean, you make someone you, – you, you continue to run the ball until they stop it, I, I would presume, right? Yeah, no doubt. And the way James is playing, uh, I think we, we give him the ball. We, we, we feed him, and, and I think the way our offensive line, the way we, we ran the ball last week, I think that's exactly what we, we need to do. And, you know, and we and then that, like I said, that opens up all the play action, all the stuff uh, down the field. So I think that's exactly what we're going to do, and hopefully James can have a big game. Is there a position that benefits more from play action? than a tight end <laughs> no doubt <laughs> right yeah nobody Tell people why that is Trey. yeah it's just because uh like you said you know being in the run game to be at the point of attack to to do all that stuff then you can sell all those runs you know now you're not blocking linebackers are looking in the backfield and before you know it you're behind them and things like that so the tight end position definitely uh needs a good running back uh to help them out all right so the offense feeds off james connor like the defense feeds off buddha baker yeah you guys got a win in pittsburgh for connor you got a win in philly for jg buddha yeah. this is his hometown team he's a seattle native yeah and uh you bet the now six-time pro bowler wants to end the season with a dub of course, we want to end out the season with the W. You know, we understand that, you know, it hasn't been the season, you know, everybody has wanted, but we continue to grind. We continue to go to work each day to trying to get better. And, yeah, we got we got one more week left. So, of course, it's going to be special to go in and, and win at home one last time. Wolf, we both remember the game in Seattle a few years ago where he knocked out two Seattle running backs. <laughs> There's something about Buddha playing Legend. the Seahawks. Just get out of the way. 
Yeah, there's no doubt about it. The guy is um, just one of my favorite players of all time, and it's because he is diminutive. He, he's not prototypical in any way, shape, or form in terms of being a safety in the National Football League. Many times, he's the smallest guy on the field. Yep. He's not the fastest guy on the field. And all he does is destroy you on the field. <laughs> that, to me, uh, I can't shout out Buda Baker enough. What about what else about their defense stands out? I mean, Bobby Wagner, number two in the NFL in tackles. Yeah. Devon Witherspoon, right? I mean, here, here's a rookie. Man, he puts some big hits on in week seven. Uh, Jamal Adams, obviously, box safety. I yeah. mean, there's there's some names on that defense. Yeah, no doubt. You know, Wagner's playing really good. He's uh, He's been an elite you know, linebacker for a long time. So he's someone that, that we definitely got to know where he's at. Jamal Adams is on IR, so he won't be playing against us. But but he's another guy that you got to know where he's at. But they got such a good defense with with uh, so many guys. It's uh, You got to know where they are, especially Wagner. He's someone who really comes to mind, a guy who's always around the ball, always, uh, you know, finding a way to make a tackle. Yeah, three pro bowlers on the defensive side of the ball for the Seahawks. Bobby Wagner, of course, Devon Witherspoon, Julian Love. Yes. Julian yeah. Love. This is a guy that is starting to take off yeah, yeah. right here. But they're all on the defensive side of the ball for the most part. Bobby Wagner as well. When you watch the tape, the guy has been incredible his entire career. A guy that I think could be could be a Hall of Famer right here. But Bobby Wagner also is making a lot of tackles, man. He's making a lot of tackles about six, seven yards downfield as well. They're giving up yards, yet Bobby Wagner is the guy that's making a lot of the plays. Yep. Well, you know, it's Pete Carroll after the game. He, he talked about how we're not fitting the run again week after week. So they don't have a lot of answers right now. So we'll see. Best of luck on Sunday, Trey. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, this is great. By the way, is it Big Play, Trey, or Trey McPlay? I mean, if you had to choose, which one would it be? <laughs> I'm, I'm good for either one. Whichever one uh, comes off the tongue easier is, 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 is it for me. All right, hey, special thanks. Executive producer Jim Almohundro, Cody Fincher, Ali Narini, engineers Wald Ellis, Lawrence Ellis. A special shout-out to the longtime presenting sponsor of the Big Red Rage, our friends, Tim Hobick and company at Santan Ford and Gilbert. Let's hear it. And, of course, the management and staff here at Trophy, Jared Smith, Russell Youngs, Jeff Marley. How about a round of applause for those guys making it happen? Ron Wolfwell, Paul Calvisi, and Trey McBride. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Chaw. Oh.